You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. News channel, please consider subscribing, hitting that bell icon, and made aware of any time you put new content. We put new content on. New, not you put. We put new content on. Rather, um, hope everyone is is safe and well at the moment. Um, no football, no Premier League. We've got this rubbish Europa League and Champions League stuff happening soon. But uh, we'll keep you going. We'll keep that West Ham fix going in this weird, crazy off season with all these weird transfer rumours and stuff like that flying about. We're still we're still plugging away with My Hammers Levin. Loads of great fans and guests coming up, including today's fan. Uh, it's David Bryn Evans. Hi, Dave. How you doing, man? Hello, mate. How are you, Russ? All right? I'm all right. I'm all Good. right. I've, I have, I've, I've been off this week, so, you know, it's nice. So, spend some time with my daughter. We cancelled our holiday. So, we were, you know, me and my wife are tag-teaming, so the mother-in-law can have august off when uh yeah. but yeah we're all right yeah we're okay i went to um nigel king do you know nigel, do you know nigel? yeah he's well everyone knows he's one of the west west ham sort of up some part life people i yeah. went to his our sanctuary yes um and today which was absolutely fantastic my Brilliant. daughter had a lovely time handling right. the yeah no, good good it was lovely it was, again yeah. it's just like one of these weird west ham you know, West Ham family, the West Ham community, you know, things like that. And it's like, it's lovely. And thank you, Nigel, because I know he'll be listening. Um, it was a lovely day. Uh, how are you in this sort of weird world we're living in at the moment? Yeah, it's definitely strange, isn't it, eh? Mm. Uh, um, I think, as I said, I'm still working from, from home. I've yep. been a week before lockdown. Same as me, yeah. What is that now? About four months now? Four, Something four and a half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm quite enjoying it, mine. I mean... Me too. Luckily, this FaceTime and all that kind of stuff, like, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, working from home, absolutely no problem at all. Social distancing, I've been doing it for years. That's been no problem. Um, so, yeah, absolutely, really, probably enjoying is the wrong word. I know what so, you mean. 
yeah, it, it, it's 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 okay. I'm, I'm yeah, because for some people it makes a big difference. This yeah, because yeah. obviously they're very social, you know, not a particular social person anyway. But you know, if they're going out or you know the elderly and stuff like that, yeah. But I, I'm the same as you. I've sort of gone with, gone with the flow a little bit, and yeah. it hasn't really affected me, um, no. No. which is great. Which is obviously and um, yeah, and it's just a bit weird now. It's like we went to McDonald's and went went into McDonald's because obviously it's fifty. It's a lot cheaper, isn't it? If you get in now. Is it like yeah, the government have put this thing in place. So if you're eating restaurants, I think it's like eight, 80,000 restaurants across the country. If you're eating Monday to Wednesday and eat in the restaurant, it's 50% off or something like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go, you see. So, yeah. the waistline, though. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. <laughs> I, was, I was looking for a, a lockdown body. Um <laughs> And it looks like I've eaten a lockdown body, let alone got a lockdown. So it hasn't worked for me. But um, and obviously West Ham, you know, we know who's going to be in the Premier League next year now. So obviously Fulham are going to be in there. Scotty Parker returns, yeah, uh, yeah. which was a good. Which is, and Julian yeah, as well, exactly. Back. Looking yeah, forward yeah. to seeing some old boys in, and obviously we're there as well, which is the main yeah. main thing. Um, and and I'm yeah, that was... about you, I, I, for me, it was never in doubt. Well, I say it was no. never in doubt. I never. I never thought we would go down. Um, I didn't expect us to beat Chelsea. I probably did expect us to beat Burnley or whatever, but yeah. I don't know. I just thought that the, the, the teams below us just were showing no real form. Nah. Um, I, I Villa picked up towards the end, didn't they? Um, but no, I, 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 I generally wasn't. I wasn't overly worried about us going down. If I'm honest, yeah, yeah. I, I was. I was the same. I, I, I knew we would. I knew we'd, we'd we, as you said, we'd we'd get there in the end. I mean, we yeah, were fortunate, yeah. and there was arguably four teams worse than us, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And absolutely. and I said it on this channel, even between restart, I said Watford were going to go down, not Villa, and I I was very proud of myself. But um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, it was just one. And, and typically for West Ham, we we start playing some really nice football, and then that's it, no football for six weeks, yeah, and everyone goes on holiday. Great, you know, yeah, just nice no, game, ain't it? It's a shame. It is a shame because it's, I mean, you know, it comes, but but you know, we'll see. I mean, I've, I've, you know, it, I have blind optimism every off season that next season's our year. This is our year. We're going to win a cup this year, and da, da da da. And after about four or five games, I'm back to square one again, and that's <laughs> the build me yeah, up throughout the season. Certainly these days, it's all about the forty points, isn't it? It is, it's and that's a, that's points. difficult. We don't yeah. take the cup seriously. I yeah. mean, the League Cup and the FA Cup are there to be won. For, for clubs like us, yeah. if you put out a strong team, but again, it's all about the money, it's about the premium yes. money, and, and and I get it, but for the fans, year after year, sort of no cup runs, it's 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 not great. It's no, not great. it's not, especially for a club like us who traditionally, other than the odd year, but traditionally we've always been poor in the league, but yeah. we've had the good cup runs in between yeah. Yeah. every now and again. So um, sadly, we're not even getting them anymore. Which is uh, which isn't good. It's not, and I know exactly what you mean. It's yeah. it's you know I I would love us to come out the blocks in September, just go for you know go for it you know and and you know like we did it's Man United you know play try and play those away games those free yeah. hits and you'll yeah. get some of those free hits back you know you'll get yeah. some of those points and then come as it comes to January time, be on twenty five point twenty five twenty eight points something like that. You hopefully get pick up four wins by the end of the season, and as you said, just go for it. Because I think, and it, and it, and it, and it's one of those things where it breeds 
it breeds confidence in the team. If you're you know always winning, you know, the cup runs and and it does you know, your league form might dip a little bit, but you'll still have the momentum going because people want to play in the semi finals and the quarter finals, so they have to play well to get into those teams. Yeah, and yeah. you know, get a quality squad in and yeah, but we don't we know. I think we know the fans I think the fans as much as anything though need to I think they need to manage their expectations sometimes. Because yeah. when mm. you're starting to talk about top six, well the top six now is a top eight. So yeah. to come ninth is a is, is an accomplishment these yeah. days, eighth or ninth, and I think fans talking about top six and whatever you need major investment in the in yeah. the in the team the squad if you're oh. going to get to that level and and sadly that's not going to happen for us. So I think a yeah. couple of seasons mid table and maybe with the odd cup run, happy days. I, yeah. I take it all day long. Yeah, it just needs a fair. I mean, I, I was speaking to someone the other day and we were talking about that. And obviously, yeah, we tried it, didn't we? We got our feet sort of slightly burnt with Pellegrini. And it was almost we'd, we'd built a really expensive house, but we hadn't seen if the foundations were strong enough to support that house. Yeah. And so, and that's what happened. They built this house. With, it's got a beautiful balcony, but, but, you, you, but we didn't put it at the balcony. We put that in the garage. And yeah. then we put this here. And, you know, it, it wasn't. The pieces were in the right place, and it was on really dodgy foundations. And um, and I think we need a couple of years, as you said, just to make those foundations really solid, um, build up gently. And you know, everyone talks about you know this art right Red Bull Leipzig model type thing where you buy young players and sell them. That just sounds like good business to me. Not this. Not it's no. not. A, it's not a model. It's they didn't. This Leipzig didn't develop this idea. You know, you buy good players in the Championship, you build them up and flip them for a, a few seasons. And yeah, it takes a while and it's a bit frustrating for a, for a fan because you get invested in a player and then they go. But you build the kitty up and then you and then you sort of get this. That's how I think because we're not going to say that. The reality, though, is that we will, we might not be a selling club as such, but for instance, Declan Rice. Yeah. We all know that Declan Rice, whether it's this window or maybe the next one, um, we all know he's going to go at yeah. some stage. Um, we'd like to think he wouldn't, but, but money talks. Mm. And if these other clubs can double their wages, offer European football, Champions League, mm. chances of it, you know, progressing your international career, etc., It'd be a month to stay, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd, I'd have no, I'd have no problem with Declan Rice leaving. Probably didn't. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally understand if he decided, whether it's this window or maybe the next, yeah. that the time was right to sort of extend his career. Really. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it, and and what I would hope is that that money is being looked at in an investment perspective. So it's like, okay, yeah. well. God forbid it's it. I don't think it'll be this window. I think this window is going to be a bit rushed. I think people have done their business quite early on. So obviously, Sissi yeah. bought Aki for yeah, 40 yeah. million. Uh, yeah. And I think Chelsea bought a crap load already, to be honest. I'd, I'd be surprised for FFP whether they can spend money to get deck in this window, to yeah. be honest. City on the one I'm worried about. Because I think City, you know, and and, and I know there was, you know, people think, oh, put deck, you'll be a centre back in the future. You can go and buy it. I mean, you could buy Aki for forty million pounds. He's a good centre back. You know, he, you know, they bought Van, Liverpool bought Van Dyke for you know, I don't know how much, but thirty, forty, yeah, fifty. I don't know how much it was. You can go and buy good centre backs, but the role that sort of position that Declan Rice pays, you can. There's not many of them people around, and no. there's a price tag on that. And someone like Man City with Fernandinho leaving need that sort of box to box energetic player, and 
I, I don't think Chelsea. I think Chelsea have got. They're all right at the moment, but I think City are the ones I'm worried about because I think they they. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. But it, wouldn't it be nice to be talking in ten years' time? Oh yeah, saying about Declan Rice, club be legend. Not, maybe, yeah, it, it would be lovely, wouldn't it? But, it would but be. sadly, I think those those it just doesn't happen these days. It is, it? But, I, but but I don't know why. I have this weird feeling with Declan Rice. It might be the way he talks about the club, or mm. just the way you don't hear any criticism of the club. When he talks, and yeah. despite and he's he, and things, he's not a great interviewer. He, you know, he's very like like a boy talking in a candy shop when he, yeah, 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 yeah. and they'll knock that out of him, the PR team eventually. But yeah. you know, and you think he would, it, yes, things would splurt out because he talks so like off the off the fly. But um, I think I, I I would love Declan Rice to do a Mark Noble. I I think mm. he would be different. You know, he could be another Mason Mount and another Ollie Barkley. Um, yeah, um, what's name? Barkley, Ross Barkley. Who's Ollie Barkley? I don't know. Ollie Barkley. Ross Barkley or, you know, John, John Henson. He'll be another one, just another one. But if he was, he'd be a massive fish in a small pond at West Ham. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Couldn't agree and more. And if, if it means give him another 100 grand a week more, if it means give it, I mean, you know, next year, He'll definitely be team captain. Mark will be club captain, and he'll be team captain. Yeah. Build the team around him. Give him, give him, and you know. But the flip side is, if Chelsea came in and said, "Right, there's twenty five million and Batshuayi," and we said, "No, Declan's not going on strike." Do you know what I mean? He's not no. that type of player, so he knows his worth as well. So, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Know. Who knows? But yeah. um, anyway, we we leave that to all the other. We leave that to Gonzo and Gio and the Irons United. Like they do all the and Nicky, they do all the. Uh, all these, all the trans. We, I do nostalgia. That's that's my niche. Um, now, um, which is you know actually more enjoyable. I think something quite often than not. Now, for you, David, I see the shirt. I see the collection behind you as well, which is impressive. My wife can't stand. I've got four, five shirts in a cardboard box, and you've really? got a whole, and you've got a whole rack. I see there. Um, why West Ham, David? Why is West Ham your club? To be honest with you, I, I never, I can't think of a, a time when I ever had, had to make a choice. Yeah. Um, my, I think my mum and dad were, West Ham were their team of choice, but they weren't, they weren't big football fans. So I, I guess, I guess it came from there. I mean, obviously I lived in the area. Um, yep. Dad was from Hornchurch. Mum was from South Ockenden. That's where I live. Yep. So that was the local club. Um, first flat I lived in was Chadwellief as a as a kid um, near the training ground, you know, well, as was. Um, so yeah, I, I never had to make a choice if I'm honest. I think it was it was always West Ham, but it, but it was strange that, as I say, me old, me old man was not a big football fan. Yeah. So it wasn't as if it was like pushed on me or whatever. Um, so yeah, very very odd that, but uh, yeah. It just and cre- years of misery have followed me. Ever yeah, since. you're right. It just it's just <laughs> creeped up on you, and it's like, what? Where's, where did this come from? What? Yeah. <laughs> Life would be like, easier if I'd been a Liverpool fan or a United oh. fan. But saying that, I always say that the, that the highs that West Ham fans will experience will always be much higher, right up there, more so than the the top six sides that are winning cups every week, uh, every season, they're qualifying for Europe. When we get to a final, it's a big thing, yeah. and, I, and I love that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, they all come hey, out. All, West Ham fans still celebrate coming third. I mean, there's exactly. DVDs, yeah. there's books, there's still to this day there's reunion dinners, and yeah. I love that. I love the fact yeah. that you know those players now, all in their sixties, seventies, whatever, 
they're yeah. iconic. They're legends for finishing yeah. third. I know, I yeah. It's such a West Ham way, isn't it? It's yeah, just yeah. a West Ham way. It's like, yeah. well done for being second runner-up to the yeah. league. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. But, you're tr- <laughs> but it's so true. It's so true. And and um, it's one of those things, yeah. I mean, for the highs, they are extra high for West Ham. I mean, of course they are. Of course they yeah. are. And, 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 you know, our cup finals are Tottenham, Chelsea and Man United. You know, and and that and that's what we have. We all, and we know we're going to have six of those cup finals every year, and we probably win about half of them. I reckon we do quite well, yeah. really, when you play those ones. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we do. And then we've got that week, those three or four days before the next, before we lose to Burnley or or, or draw against West Brom or something, to then really, really go at all our all our Tottenham fans with as much abuse as we can. And then we know come Saturday they'll be getting it all back to us yeah. because you said we've, yeah, we've, yeah, we've lost four yeah, nil to to yeah. Sheffield United, but it's that's what it is. That's that's yeah. what that's what being a West Ham fan is all about, and um, and having the sense of of togetherness and community, and you know, it's I don't know what it is about West Ham fans, but you know, I mean, like today going out going around the thing with Nigel's at our sanctuary, you know, it's just it's so random, but it was. Yeah. Just I don't know you, you always get that random thing when when you're on holiday or, yes. or in a different area and you see someone or they see you in a West Ham top and, and out it comes or I am mm. and whatever. You don't get that with other clubs, no. or not, not to my knowledge anyway. No. But it's no. something quite unique with West Ham. It is. And you talk about social distancing. We've been doing it for years, haven't we? Yeah. We don't shake hands or, or, or high five. We just do no, that. No. They do that. And you know, yep. Always, yeah, always. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. I always, I always wear my, my, I, I always, I, well, it's me and my daughter. We always, we always travel in colours. That's, that's what we've always done. Yeah. And uh, even when she's been a baby, and yeah, my, my, my suitcase is always full of, because you never know, do you? As you said, you always no. bump into someone, and people, and I've seen people in like Liverpool shirts and stuff, and the waiting staff at the hotels and stuff. They don't seem to interact with more than West, West Ham. You know, they come over yeah. and it's, ah, oh, Bobby Moore. And it's incredible, the, the effects, you yeah. know. And, and they even do this channel at the, the fan base outside of, of Essex, you know, outside yeah. of London. is you know, it's mental. And um, that's what I love. And, yeah, we, it's like today I was wearing, wearing this and some random bloke came up to me and, went, and like, we was in... I don't know, looking at loads of pigs. He went, yeah, yeah, they're all, yep. they're all Millwall. This lot of all Millwall. And I was like, oh, are they? Yeah, all these pigs are Millwall. Don't go near them. I was like, okay, right, that right, mate. And we spat, and we chatted for about an hour about about West Ham. And mm. it, was, I just, it was just amazing. I just love it. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was in, that was over in Maidstone, you know, right over the water. But um, no, that, that's what being a West Ham fan is all about. And particularly now you see it, obviously on Facebook, you know, you, you go on Facebook and stuff quite a lot. And yeah. you see, you know, and there's been people who've, who've suffered West Ham sort of fans who have suffered obviously during this time of lost loved ones and stuff like that, or got out of work and yeah. you just see the community helping them all out, you know, like Jackie Hughes, his grandson, he unfortunately passed he was 15 and right. we got a floral tribute on his, on one of the seats for I the last that. game yeah, at Villa, you know what I mean? And there was stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I don't <laughs> see any of that outside of in other clubs. No. I just don't. And obviously we're not no. privy to it, but you know, even my Tottenham friends and stuff who watch this show because they haven't got nothing like this. Yeah. And, you know, if, if John's watching and people like that, all right. But, you know, they, they watch it because they haven't got that sense of community. Yeah. Um, and, and, it, just think, well, and we can never be accused of being glory hunters either. No. No. no, no. <laughs> Ever. 
Although, although I was, I you know, I my I got in the promotional season ninety two ninety three. When so I was a glory hunter, you know, finishing second to uh, Newcastle United and scoring a last minute goal against Cambridge to to uh, to go up. But uh, yeah, I was a bit of a glory hunter. Um, now, obviously, David, you know, since since obviously, you know, since West Ham was somewhat just like a mist descended onto you, and that was it. You're a West Ham fan. Yeah, there must yeah. have been some really, really sort of, really like key memories or things that stick out in your mind of your sort well, of fans' I've, career. I've, I've sort of given, in terms of games now, mm. three three games come to mind. I mean, obviously, I was at the playoff finals. Yeah, um, didn't get a ticket for the for the for the FA Cup final in two thousand and six, but it was in Cardiff for it and all the rest of it. So yeah. up the atmosphere as you do. Um, but but those games aside. The three games to indulge me on this one would be first one would be first ever game. You always remember your first game. Yeah. And my first game was August '78. I know I don't look that old, but <laughs> August '78. It was our first game of the season after being relegated the season before. So we were in the old second division. Yeah. And we beat Notts County five-two. What an introduction to to football. Uh, I think David Cross scored a hat trick. Devon yeah, Shear scored. Um, oh wow! Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Though, yes, you, you, I think you always remember your first game. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was special. Yeah, that's brilliant. So the, the second one then would be the Carlos Tevez last game of the season at Old Trafford. Oh yeah, oh, that was that was intense. That oh, was yeah. really intense. Like, I mean, I, I've, I've never watched a game, and do you know what I mean? You just you, you're riding every tackle. Um, didn't expect to get a win. Didn't expect. Which we needed. Nah, yeah, uh, I, I know United. I think on the day, I think I'm sure I remember they they, they dropped a couple of players because they had a Champions League final. I think they had. Yeah, it was it wasn't their, yeah. their fullest team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but even their reserve side. I mean, no. you know, it's it's a decent team. So I mean, yeah. the whole end of that season. What, what was it? Was it eight wins and a draw? Out Something of like that. It was it was it was um, amazing. Oh, it's superb, like, yeah, absolutely superb. So a great ending to the season. Obviously, yeah. stay up on the last day. You can't get better than that. Nah. And the third one would be the Mark Noble testimonial. Oh, um, nice. Only because, I mean, it was great to see all the old players yeah. here. Great to be at Upton Park. Um, and as I say, see Decanio back and, and, and all, the, all, all, the, all the kind of iconic West Ham players as well. But for me... My my son Ruben is a, a massive West Ham fan. Like yeah. he's eleven years of age now, and that was our last game we done at Upton Park. So yeah. I mean, I I done the Swansea one, which was about a week after whatever. Yeah. But um, I'll always That's remember that because so we had yeah. decent seats. It was a I don't know how many goals was it nine oh, six or something something so, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I'll always remember our last game at Upton Park together. So yes, quite special that one. Yeah. That's lovely. And yeah. you're right. And and it was. <clears throat> It was just one of those lovely days, you know. It was just a lovely day. It doesn't happen a lot at West Ham, you know. It, it, a, we hadn't had a testimonial there for God knows how long. Yeah, no, um, no, 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 no. and yeah, I know, like years and years and years ago. And and secondly, it was just like a nice day, you know. It was all, it was a bit, you know, it was it wasn't particularly serious. It, as you said, it was almost yeah. like it was almost like a sort of the last game in the bowling type thing because she had like the yeah. greatest hits. It was yeah. like a now. Now twenty, you know, compilation of the season. You know, it's like it was. It was like, oh, he's the Kenya and he's Dean Ashton and he's Kevin yeah. Keane and da da da. And um, yeah, it was lovely and it was just nice to. It, I love the fact that Mark decided to do it 
at the because I mean I think there was a talk he could have done it at London State, but he wanted to do it at the bowling um, yeah. because of what he meant to and everything as well, and it just encapsulated West Ham. And you know, you know, I mean, for a testimony, you don't usually get a sellout really, oh, or no, practically no. a sellout. You know, it's like I remember Tony Gale interviewed him, and he had eight thousand because he he buggered up on the. Uh, on the scheduling, he didn't realise West Ham were playing at home that day. <laughs> but uh, well, I'd done, they were... I'd done the, um, and again that was another good night. I'd done the Tony Carr testimonial. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. there was only thirteen thousand for that. And Mental, you, you were both Ferdinand brothers. Um, yeah. Lampard, Joe Cole, and uh, John Terry were there for pictures yeah. before the game. Didn't play in the game because they no, only yeah. had the other game. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I just I was amazed. Then Decanio was there. Zola came on second half. He did. Yeah. Um, Best player on the night he was, and he was our manager at the time. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, as I say, it was a, it was a shame for that one that there was only thirteen thousand there. It was a night game, weren't it? It was an evening game, if I remember. It was, it was, and, it was, yeah. and there was some. It was like you know, it was the Mark. I think was we like had it. a game on a Saturday, didn't we? Have a game on it or coming up? It wasn't I the end of so. season gig that they normally put it on. No, it was during. I think it was during. Yeah, it was during yeah. the season. So, yeah. yeah, but it's it's just the way these things fall out in terms of organising. But yeah, no, it's. Um, yeah, and you're right. Yeah, and what I love, you know, about that last game you mentioned was it wasn't about a game; it was about the experience of you and your son. And, absolutely, absolutely. And that's and that's what it's all about. And I think, yeah, it's great that we can watch the football on the telly and stuff. But you don't realize. Are you, are you a crowd noise on or off person? On. On. Yeah. To, to me, I, I overheard one of your, your interviews the other, the other night. Yeah. I think the fella said that he. He started with the noise and then didn't like it and then went off. For yeah. me, it was it was crowd noise on right yeah. from the start because it just yeah. takes away. You you forget that you're watching a game that isn't as yeah you do there. So yeah. for me, with the and I think I'm sure they tailor it per per club, don't they? So they do. Yeah, yeah. Some of the chants and some yeah. of the, the sort of songs, whatever. So yeah, definitely for me, a crowd yeah. crowd noise on there. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. interviewed um, a guy called Travis Newton, which I think I've posted a couple of days ago, yeah. and, and he works for Sky, and he was in a meeting with the guy who came up with that idea, like, right. like in because I I assumed it was a you know a bloke in a dark room with like buttons, and oh, he no, was, well, yeah, that's up. what I thought. But the very not... first game, there was a bit of a lag on the, it was the Villa, yeah. Villa Shepherd United, and yes. there seemed to be a lag on it, and it was yeah. like. The, the, the shot would be taken and then literally two, <laughs> two or three seconds after, then you'd have the noise. But yeah. They sort of improved that as it went on because I think they the did. next game was Man City Arsenal. Yes. And that was spot on there. And I thought, yeah. oh, here we go. Yeah, I, I, I can live with that. Yeah. yeah. It's, all done, it's all done with AI and um, Opta stats <clears throat> as well. So it's like, right, gotcha. and it's a base, obviously, if I know, the home team is has got 70% possession in the last 10 minutes, then the crowd amp up more in their sound and stuff and um the, the one thing he said they couldn't figure out was because the guy who made it didn't like football he wasn't a football fan so it was all mathematical and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. what they couldn't figure out was if a team is really pushing and then they can see an own goal at like a corner the computer couldn't work out what to do you know what type really, of sound you know really, um really. and i always i always like the fact when we were beating norwich three and up at half time 
and the crowd was booing Norwich, and, and that that's yeah. harsh. Yeah. That's harsh when the robots are booing you off the pitch. You know, yeah. that, that's yeah. like that's really you know you're going down. You've lost the, you've lost your fans yeah. if uh, if old you know if, if the robots are the, the mash robots are uh, are booing you off the pitch at half time. But uh, yeah. no, it's very funny. Um, and, and yeah, I mean. It, it, to be honest, it's something probably gonna have to get used to. You know, we don't know what's gonna happen next year. You know, October well, they did talk, maybe. Didn't they talk about October that they'd open it up for maybe roughly a third? Was it? Of the, I, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if they do, but uh, yeah, there was talk of that anyway. I yeah, I mean, they were planning to do all the stuff this last week, was it? Or, yeah, yeah, early this week, yeah, yeah. and it all got cancelled because the because the R rate went back up, and and I, and I think well, we know for sure the first few games will definitely be behind oh, yeah, completely yeah, behind closed doors, and I think. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I think some fans are better than no fans. Um, but then it's a weird experience for those fans that are there because, you know, there's the camaraderie. It's going for a pint at half time, isn't it? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You miss all that. And that's not yeah. what football is. Football isn't about sitting there. You know, you could just stay at home and watch it on a better, on a better get a better view. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like it's, you're not experiencing anything more sitting there and in your family and then two metres along, you've got another family. Yeah. Yeah, but... Look, something's got to happen. Here. We've got to do something because otherwise, when are we ever going to get fans back in the stadium? So it's like, you know, they're not going to just like tomorrow say, right, that's it, everyone in. Yeah. That's not going to yeah. happen. But then two months ago, we weren't expecting any football at all, like, yeah. So, you know exactly. what I mean? As you say, it does move on. So, yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. It may not be this year, but certainly at some stage next season, I can see that there'll be some fans in the, uh, yeah. in the stadium, hopefully. I've I've got a feeling it'll be around after Christmas. I, I don't think yeah. it'll be October. I think I think you know, God forbid. I think we might have another another couple of weeks lockdown. Yeah. I reckon. Um, so and then that buggers it, and then it moves everything back a bit. So I reckon yeah, I reckon does, after yeah. Christmas, because obviously you know we don't know what's going to happen at Christmas. You know the, the winter period. With yeah, you know, yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with the you know. Anyway, we we sidetrack as we always do these things, maybe. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but anyway, so what we do is we do this eleven. So <clears> the idea is you pick your hammers eleven. So it's your eleven players. It's your team. Doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It's your your personal, um, your team, your eleven of the players you've been alive to see play. Yeah, that's yeah. basically the only caveat. You can do whatever you want. You can pick your favourite players. You can pick, I don't know your best left sided players, your worst player. It doesn't matter. It's people that made certain impacts on you, positive or negative, as we've had with a few people, yeah, yeah. which is quite funny. Um, and it's true. And it, it's just an excuse to go and reminisce about players that. Um, maybe some people even forget, you know, and stuff. And uh, I think we've had about 175 different players have come up um, in the 130 odd interviews we've had. Really, so, really. Yeah. So some obviously, you know, might be a couple here later. Good. That's what we like. But some obviously <laughs> will always appear, and that's fair enough because they yeah, make yeah, an impact yeah. generationally <clears throat> across people. And that's and that's why we put that caveat in, you know, why people have have to be alive to see them play. Otherwise, we'd all pick the same team. Everyone have oh, probably sure. more, but and I never saw any of them. So, you know. People like Bobby Moore. I could, I never saw Bobby Moore. I had Javier Margas and Roger Johnson. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seems a fair swap. Um, so for the Evans eleven, um, who well, will what, be? What I've done. I've yeah, got a bit doing? left field. I've got nice. Left field. I thought I'd come out with a, a couple of different names that maybe we haven't heard from before because you must get tired of, and understandably, the Decanios, Bonds, Brooklyn, etc., Devonshire. A lot of those are going to be. Yeah, they will be. Mentioned. They will be. Every every interview you do, or a lot of the interviews anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a bit left field. I, I saw Marie Parks's the other night. Yeah. where He had the players that um, she had a crush on. 
Yes. I didn't want to go down that route. That, that weren't for me. So <laughs> I, I have gone left fielder. I've done an un, unsung 11. Nice. So the players that play for us, but you wouldn't automatically, when you're thinking of your, your favourite strikers, your best goalkeepers, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be on the horizon. But but nonetheless, like decent it. players that, yeah. uh, that have played in the claret and blue. Exactly. Oh, I like this. This is good. You're right, and it's and yeah, it's yeah, it's, you do get you get the same names coming up, but everyone has a slightly different reason I've why seen, they're in, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. and that's what it is. You know, it's like it's not like, and that's why I think people because people take different things. You know, football is about, all about opinions, as we know, and yeah, and it's it's and I I mean personally, I like it when they put a, when people put a theme on because I think it makes your job a bit easier as well because yeah. you know, it's like. We interviewed uh, Claire Lacey, who's a West Ham top appearance um, holder for the West Ham ladies, you know, England International. And she has struggled for weeks on her 11. And I told her to do a theme and she didn't do a theme. And she had like another, and she, like goalkeeper, she listed six goalkeepers. It's like, well, no, no, you've got to pick one. But um, anyway, these are unsung 11, David. Who's going to be between the sticks? Right. I've gone for, um, as my goalkeeper, is Tom McAllister. Ooh, um, okay. Tom McAllister was basically cover for Phil Parks. Played for us yeah. about seven, eight years. Didn't play many games um, because Phil Parks was really injured. Was Phil Parks? Also, yeah, in those yeah. days, in the sort of early eighties, you took the cup competition seriously. Yeah. So it weren't like you put a reserve side out or, or, or a squad team out, whatever. So um, yeah, gone with Tom McAllister. He was one of those goalkeepers that. You know, like Roberto this season when he was when he was announced as the goalkeeper, you were like, "Oh God, really?" Yeah, it weren't it weren't like that. Tom McAllister was actually a decent keeper. I think yeah. he played. I might be wrong on this. I think eighty-seven or eighty-eight. He played most of the season um, wow. because Phil Parks was injured, and um, as I say, a, a, a reliable, decent keeper. And it weren't one of those where you were like. It wasn't. He wasn't Roberto. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it was. He wasn't a Roberto. I like that. That's going to be a noun now at West Ham, yeah, isn't yeah, it, for yeah, a goalkeeper? Yeah. He's good, but he's a bit of a Roberto. He's like, I know what you mean. And it's it's that. And I'd love to get. And hopefully, we're going to get a couple of um sort of not reserve team keepers, <clears throat> but second choice keepers on the channel soon. Yeah. Um, we hopefully can get Ian, Ian Fur on, who obviously a big American well, yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm I'm really intrigued to find out what it's like to be a number two goalkeeper. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to take it, but, you know, it's, we all know about, you know, the, the number ones and there's a Phil and obviously he's 70 very soon, as you said, you know, with Marie, sort you know, Marie says he's 70. But um, someone like Tom McAllister, you're right, it's like he... Obviously, did a job for us in those seasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. never heard of him, and that's—I'll oh, yeah. be honest—I've never heard of him. So it's really? like that's why I had to just Google how to spell his name, make sure it was—it was that's how you spelled out McAllister. But because um, I know go. someone would moan about it, probably Kent Irons or something like that would moan about it. Or Kent Adams, yeah, but yeah. yeah, we'll put Tom McAllister. That's brilliant. I love that. There we go. Super. Okay, okay. Right. I've done the—I've done a four-four-two now. Oh, nice. Okay. These. They're just four defenders, so it's not like yeah, there's a don't left. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so don't don't shoot me down on these because you may have a team of <laughs> left all left-footed players. Don't like, matter. Which would be fun to watch. Um, oh, yeah. First defender, then I've gone with um, Chicken George, George Paris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love George Paris. I know George has actually appeared in one or two people's favourite eleven. Yeah. Um, he was a trier. One of the best of players. I think he played again for us for seven, eight years, whatever. Um, 
he was part of the 86 team, I think, um, or certainly yeah. the squad. Um, yeah, good, good, reliable player. And I think what West Ham fans always liked about him was he had a go. He wasn't yeah. one of these players that went missing in a game. Um, he wasn't the best of players, but he was he was someone that would have a go. Um, and, and I think West Ham fans like that. We like a tr- someone that will give hundred percent in every game. We do. Yeah, we yeah. do. And and he was. <clears throat> and what also we like. What I, I like him particularly. Sort of not the squad players, but people who were versatile. He could see. He obviously played. He played left. I think he played right. I think he played in the centre for quite a bit in that ninety two, yeah. ninety three season as well. And that's what you need in that sort of squad. Not I hate the word squad player, but you know that sort of that sort of player in the team. You know, you need someone have who has that versatility and and, do, yeah. and wherever yeah. he played, he put it in. You need you know, and that's that was what people respected about him. And of course, uh, of yeah, good shout. All right, Georgie Paris is in. Who is next? Well, the second defender is George McCartney, old Linda. Yeah. Um, I actually hadn't realised until I'd done him, well, I probably had at the time, but I'd forgotten. He'd, he'd actually been with us twice because he yeah. sort of left us the first time to go to Sunderland, come back, and then went back to Sunderland again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always remember him as a, as a, as a reliable defender. When you when you discuss like sort of top defenders of West, I mean, don't get me wrong. In terms of unsung, he's certainly not underrated. I mean, he's a Irish international. Yeah. He's always a reliable defender. Um, I always thought he was decent. One of our better ones. I was gutted he left the second time. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the circumstances there were around that personally. But uh, yeah, I was gutted he left. I was gutted yeah. he left. I don't remember him making a mistake. Do you know what I mean? It's like I remember. I can remember most of our defenders, but he was just—he was a steady know, seven out. Of yeah, he was there, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, yeah. he? It's not one of those people, those players on the team sheet which jars you or 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 puts this sort of streak of stress, yeah, <laughs> dread. It comes, oh god, we're playing Raz Van Rat. Oh my god, you know, but or, but you know, or we start with Masuaku left back, you know, that type of thing. You know, it's like he was like, yeah, George McCartney, yeah, and he was going to do your job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good one. Let's, let's okay. crack on, David. Who have we got next? Here we go, mate. Um, we're going with Paul Hilton. Paul, Paul Hilton. Hilton was... Well, the story there was it was an odd one that we we played Berry in one of the early yes. rounds of the league. Yeah, I had this, yeah, yeah. We stuffed them 10 nil, and a week later, John Lyle buys their central defender, which at the time didn't seem a great sort of bit of business. No. But as it happens, and again, he was a squad player primarily, but he could play in a lot of different positions, defence, midfield, whatever... Yeah. But he was quite reliable, like yeah. I mean, I mean, we had him for for quite a while he, at West Ham. I, I'm sure later on he went on the coaching staff as well. Um, uh, but yeah, Paul, Paul Hilton, um, regardless, despite the fact that uh, he was in defence when we won ten nil. I know it's, it's it was it was similar to. Oh, it's going to really annoy me now. There's another player that we did. I'm going to have to go back here and see. There was a player, and and again, it was I can't believe it, it might be. We really annoy me who, t- who it was who didn't tell who told me this story, but it was with a goalkeeper. I believe it was. Oh, it's gone. I can't. Remember. I want to say Bobby Ferguson. It might be Bobby oh, Ferguson. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, we yeah. sign him from Hill Hibernian? Kil- Kilmarnock, I think. Kilmarnock, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Kilmarnock. And we'd signed him, and part of the deal was we had a pre- a friendly with Kilmarnock, um, and he played for Kilmarnock. And he turned up in a red goalkeeper's 
ensemble, which was very unusual. So yellow yeah. and green, weren't it? And it's, so I think this guy come up. It's going to really annoy me now. I'm, uh, Gary Stewart. Gary Stewart. That was who it was. Um, and he 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 said he looked like a a telephone box. You know. Yeah. Like, and he had an absolute stinker. And he, I think, he won four 0 or something like that. They lost or something ridiculous. And then obviously he didn't sign for West Ham. So it's a. Well, it's apparently the Paul we were offered. Ron Greenwood had, had, had signed, or the, there was a handshake in place that yeah. we would buy a Bobby Ferguson. But so the story goes is that we were also offered then shortly after Gordon Banks. Yes. Because yes. the agreement had been made, he said, "No, no, I'll, I won't take Banks. I'll stick with Bobby Ferguson," which yeah. is. Uh, a crazy story, really. Like, it's one of those crazy ones, isn't it? When, when they go in folklore <clears throat> history, like you know, like when we had uh, Andre Shevchenko playing mm-hmm. in our reserve teams mm-hmm. and he scored, and it's like we yeah. didn't. Yeah, and uh, it was another one with Marcello Salas, and he was meant to turn up at reserve team, and he and he got injured going walking on the plane or something. You know, all these. I love yeah. all these sort of weird stories that happen. Yeah, but, crazy. Uh, yeah, sort of sliding doors moments. Right, okay, Paul Hilton's in. Who's your next defender? The final defender I've gone with is Anton Ferdinand. Yeah. I always I always thought a lot of Anton. I thought he was, a, again, another 7 out of 10 player. Yeah. Uh, reliable. I always, felt, I always felt sorry for him because he had a, a famous older brother that was playing for United at the time, mm. uh, was playing for England. I always felt he was always in his brother's footsteps yeah i think if it hadn't been if rio hadn't been there i think we would probably look at anton i think he was always being compared to his brother basically yeah. and that was always a bit of a shame because you know rio was something special yeah no you're yeah. right and and he and when i interviewed him i you know I, again i didn't it's funny i, I, I did want to bring it up because i'm sure he must get bought that but he brought it up himself and he did say that same thing he goes you know I, I you know he had he had the other side you know so he had the other pressure where he turned up Mm. playing in the first team and people he played with played with Rio as well. So he, he thought like they were always, he thought, yeah, I felt like people were always going to compare me to Rio. And it's like when people like Joe, Joe would like put him under his wing or not, he's smaller, but he's taller, but you know what I mean? Figuratively. And, and he was like gobsmacked that, you know, that they were treating him as his own person. And yeah. as you said, it must have been really weird. I mean, him and Rio literally joined pretty much together a few years younger and went through the ranks together. But yeah. um, I know what you mean. And, and I you love know the, what? He's such I love a West Ham. Anton does still love the club as well. It, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. Okay, yeah, sorry. He is, you're totally right. And it's lovely when you hear him. He, you know, we spoke for God, like, we, I mean, the interview is probably about. Well, you know, for players, you get like a full half an hour if you're lucky, because there's you know, I think we went on for about an hour with him, and yeah. and we spoke for about half an hour before and after, and he's he's such a lovely bloke, and he just loves the club, and you just get that sense that, you know, again, he's one of those ones that I'd love them to involve people like that in the setup, you know, um, even people like Elliot Ward and people like that who's at Chelmsford Town at the moment, Chelsea. City. Yeah, they're all doing stuff, you know. Yeah. just become Billericay yeah, yeah. team assistant manager to Jay, uh, to um, O'Hara. So, you know, there's all these, and it's and it's just I think it's there's something about them. You know, uh, he was. I, I came out of watching that interview, with Anton, thinking like, fuck, you know, what a lovely bloke, what a yeah. genuinely lovely who adores, and that's quite difficult, unusual for the modern fan, modern player. All the old, as you said, all the old boys. Parksies, your Maccas, your, your Cotties, your Tony Girls. 
love the club, love the club to bits, yeah. and you know they do. But the modern players, you never think have the same affection. Very, no. Yeah, a couple, but he does, and um, yep. yeah, I totally agree. It's a good shout. Um, big fan of Anton's, and he Brilliant. watches all the videos. So obviously, hi Anton. He does. He does. He does. And we'll get a retweet because he because we put him in. So there you go. Uh, that's always good. Right. Um, let's go into midfield. Who we got in midfield? Right um, this one was an obvious one for me. Yeah. Jeff Blake. Yes. Good old uh, Jeff. Pike. Thirteen years at the club, three hundred odd games, um, but he's never. He's never. I don't think anyone would ever say their favourite player of, of that time was Jeff Blake. I've never heard that. It was always Trevor Brookin, Billy yep. Barnes, Frank Lambert, whatever. But Jeff Blake was that reliable midfield player. Again, 7 out of 10. Um, played in the 80 Cup final, played in the 81 League Cup final. Part of the team that sort of um, went up in, in 81 as well with record points. Yeah, just, just a really mm. dependable midfield player that no airs and graces about him no. just goes out there does his job yeah. um yeah just like them yeah and i think he's one of six i want to say he might be five five or six players who played in the 80 and the 85 86 season um i believe so I believe so. Um, uh, obviously, you've got Parksy and Lee Stewart, and but yeah. and he and he was one of them. And again, I think yeah, you're right. Talk about unsung heroes. I think he really is. And you know, and I think the unsung heroes get more of a a, a shout out, so to speak, when you interview the players because yeah, obviously yeah. they know what donkey work he's doing. Yeah. And you know, there's there's other players who come up from the modern era as well. Also, sort of the you know, sort of the. I say sort of the mid nineties era. There's a couple of players who come up who don't appear in other fans' elevens, and in the sort of the two thousand sixes, that type yeah. of season. There's another couple yeah. of players who come up which don't appear in other. And it's really interesting, you know. It's like when you watch football with a professional football player; they watch the game totally different to you, and you know, and it's like you, you, know, you just don't, as you said, our, our eyes are drawn towards, you know. As you said, the Brookins and the Bonzies, where yep. you got the Jeff Pikes who were doing all the all the donkey work, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, he, he scored that famous. Him and Mark Ward scored that famous guy at Man, Man United, which then they, uh, which was a total fluke. And then they told, they said, "Oh, we've been working on a training and uh, in the interviews." But yeah, really <laughs> funny guys. Right, probably <clears throat> Pike is in. Who's next, man? Right, going to go with Lewis Bowamalte. Oh, that would be a popular one. A lot of people are going to go, oh my God, he must be on some serious medication to, to sort of pick him. I always liked him. I, I know yeah. he loves the club. He always talks very fondly in, in interviews, always talks fondly about West Ham. He was only there three, four years. Yeah, something like that. Again, he, he never had, I wouldn't say he had any brilliant games, no brilliant goals to speak of that I, that I can think of. But again, a bit like George Paris. I love the fact that he, he gave 100%. Mm. He may not have been... I mean, don't get me wrong. He was a talented footballer. Played for Portugal and all the rest of it. Mm. Arsenal for them, whatever. But I don't think we ever saw the best of him. But I no. like the fact that he gave 100%. And I don't think yeah. the fans at the time always appreciated what he what he brought to the team. And the fact yeah. that he was in the team sort of showed me that obviously he was doing something right, even if yeah. maybe from the, the stands we weren't seeing it. Um, yeah, yeah I, I had a lot of time for Barmore. I, I, I thought he was uh, he was decent. Yeah, yeah, and again, he he was one of those players. You said he, he would he would try. Yeah, and yeah. I think and I think sometimes when players try, you know, oh, he's not he's not particularly. But you know, he was 
you're not a bad player if you play for Arsenal. He's in Portugal, oh, and yeah, you know yeah. he's a good. And you know he he yeah. was a good player. And yeah, yeah. And again, he unfortunately he probably came to us the tail end of his career. At, that and yeah. which tends to happen with us, as we know, we players bookend us as well, right at the beginning or right at the end, you know. But um, yeah, no, yeah, as you said, you're right. He does talk really highly of the club, and um, yeah, I'm working on him. I'm working on him. Oh yeah, we'll get him on. Yeah, yeah, eventually. Excellent. Right. Yeah. Okay, who's next? Here we go. Gone with Pat Holland. Pat Holland, <coughs> yeah. Again, very much an unsung era. Um, mm. Problem with Pat Holland, I mean, he was, it was the injuries. Um, yeah. 13 years at the club, 240-plus games. But the fact that he only played 240-plus games in 13, 13 years, probably. Years, yeah. Well, it, it, I have a t- obviously, a lot of that was down to the injuries, as well as, obviously, the other quality players we had at the time. Mm. But... Um, Obviously played in the 75 final, scored yeah. in the 76 Cup Winners' Cup final. Mm. But as I say, I think he'd done his knee in sort of late 70s, never mm. really recovered there. Um, he was, funny enough, he did play in, in my first ever game. Um, I looked it up the other night and he, so mm. I can honestly say I've seen Holland play. But um, yeah, I always felt a bit sorry for him that, uh, I mean, I, I never saw peak Pat Holland. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say probably one of the, he goes under that title of a, an unsung era. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. No, I like that. That's no, right. And you're right. And again, he's another one that crops up when you interview older, like Harry Redknapp and stuff like that. They were like, they, and Jeff Pike, they were like, oh, yeah, Patsy Holland, you know, mm. put, he was a good player. You know, then, yeah. then they'd probably put someone else in. But he always got a notable mention, you know, you know yeah. honourable mentions or whatever. But it's a, yeah, Pat Holland, nice one. Uh, who's next? Got, who's next in your well, film? This one. <laughs> Jimmy Neighbour, I've gone with. Yeah. Last one as a, a sort of an unsung hero. Um, sadly, no longer with us, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, wasn't there long, four years. I think he's, again, we got him at the, the tail end of his career. Yeah. Um, I think he'd had a lot of success with Spurs. Um, we we had him. I mean, but, I mean, he played, I remember he, he was in the, he scored the winning goal that took us in the sem- second leg of the semi final against Coventry. In the 81 League Cup mm. and took us to the final with Liverpool because um, obviously we'd lost the first leg, won yeah. the second 2 0, and uh, Jimmy Nagel scored the, the sort of winning goal that took us to Wembley. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think, again, injuries, a bit like Patsy Holland, a lot of injuries towards the end. Um, so I don't think we ever saw the best in Jimmy Nagel, mm. but when he played, decent player. Yeah. Decent player. And again, it's it's not like it's a modern occurrence. It's 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 throughout West Ham career and throughout West Ham history. It's all about injuries with us, isn't it? Yeah. It just seems to be more than anyone else. I mean, on bloody team. It's like you know, you know, the, as you said, yeah, people like Dean Ashton and people like that. You know, all oh, these phenomenal me. players that could have been yeah. an yeah. injury or freak. You know, just never, never. The stars never align for us. It seems sometimes one or twice. It once or twice it does, but. You know, not very often, and as you no. said, that's um, but yeah, Jimmy Neighbour, nice. Okay, who's next? We going up front now? We playing two up front? Yeah, we got the last two strikers. Yeah. Um, first striker, Paul Goddard. Yeah. Now, when you remember, when you think about the West Ham strikers of the sort of late seventies up to sort of the eighty-six team, David Cross. Yeah. Tony Cotty, McAvenny. Yeah. Then, then you. Then you mentioned Paul Goddard. Oh, yeah, Paul Goddard. Yeah, he was a good yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those that 
he's just under the radar. Mm. Yeah, and he, and he was a really good player at the time. Really, really good player. He was unlucky that he had a couple of players. Oh, who did he? Have? He had David. No, sorry, he had Sandy Clark uh, first. He was partnered with when David Cross left, and then I think the season after, because Sandy Clark was only there a season. After that, we had David Swindlers from Palace. Mm. And again, neither of those sort of played to his strengths or whatever. Um, but he had he had a couple of good years with, with David Cross. Um, and again, we, we mentioned injuries uh, towards the end. Unfortunately, Paul Goddard, the injuries didn't help him. And I think he went yeah. to I think he went to Newcastle, then oh, ended possibly. up with Derby. I think I'm, I'm sure he was, he might well have, yeah, Newcastle and then, then, then with Derby. But um, yeah. Sadly, we had two or three good years with him, and, yeah. and, he, and again, he's one of those. As I say, when you mention the strikers, you won't get many people that that'll be their first choice. Going to Goddard, it'll be as I say, David Cross, Cotty, or McAvenny, yeah. and then it'll be uh, Goddard. Like, yeah, so yeah. for me, an unsung era. But you're right, and 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 unfortunately, <coughs> in in some ways, you know, we moan, moan about injuries cutting players' careers short. Arguably, that one injury brought our most successful league season ever because then, then you obviously he didn't play, and then Maka went up front, and the rest was history. You know, obviously yeah, yeah, Maka yeah. weren't bought as a, he was bought as a ten, not as a striker, and yeah. it, you know the fourth you know, again uh, there the stars aligned. You know, it didn't not as as planned, but they they just fell in, and it just worked. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah but you're right. It's uh, it, you're you're totally right. It's like yeah, it's 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 Mac, it's Maka, it's TC, it's David Cross, and then oh yeah, Paul got oh yeah, he played didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He that's was that's good. what you mean. If you get a chance, go on YouTube and have a yeah. and have a butchers at some of his games. He was actually a really decent striker. Yeah. I mean, we got him from we got him from QPR for about eight hundred grand, mm. which don't seem nothing now, does it? But at nah. the time, that eight hundred thousand was a was a big big fee. Um, so as I say, he, he, he was as I say, he, he was a decent player, decent player. Yeah, no good shout. And, and who's the last piece of this unsung hero puzzle? I got to be honest, I struggled with the last one, especially up front, because with the strikers, you're either you're either good or you're Benny McCarthy. Like, do you know what I mean? There's, there's, yeah. There's, and, and and then you've got the iconic ones, maybe Carlton Carl. Um, it, it, it's it's it's. The unsung striker doesn't often... It, it's a difficult one to fit in. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Because like, struggle with that. You're right. Because like, for a midfielder to be unsung, they're usually yeah. a defensive midfielder. Yeah. That's usually it because they're not yeah. scoring the goals. For a striker, they're either scoring the goals or they're not playing. You know what yeah, I mean? It's absolutely. Like it's... absolutely. So I did struggle with that one. But the, the, the player I slotted in um, was Leroy Rossini. Oh, Yeah. And I Lucky put Leroy in. I read his book the other week. Uh, sorry, a couple of months ago. And um, one of the one of the features there is, I mean, don't you, he, he was a decent. He was an okay player. Wasn't the best. No. I think he had a goal ratio, goals to games about one in three. Yeah. But when you read the book, he, he often played when he was at West Ham with injuries that these mm. days the players would be having six weeks off. In those days, it was an injection, out you go, yeah. and, and whatever. And I, I think for that reason, he, he, he was. That's the, that's how I was able to sort of slot him in there, there, um, as a, as an unsung hero for 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 what he did, yeah. um, for West Ham playing with injuries, and as I say, not being a bad player. It wasn't. I mean, he he was there sort of what eighty seven, eighty eight. 
which were not great years for us no. in, on, on the pitch. So again, the one in three, not a, not a bad little hit for for uh, no, and, I mean, again, he's one of those players who still loves the club. Obviously, he's, he's yeah, an ambassador. Yeah, he's one of the club ambassadors as well. Um, we've had him on the channel. Yeah, um, he's fantastic. One. I love him. Yeah. He's a lovely guy. Um, and, I mean, it's, again, it's one of those great... And that's what I love. I always interview when I ask the players, I said, you know, how did you join West Ham? What's your story? He's saying, why are you a West Ham fan? And... He literally was, I think he's playing at QPR at the time, might have been, it might have been one or the other, and um, literally John Lyle turned up um, and he said, oh, do you want to come to West Ham? He went, yes. Uh, and that was on the Thursday, I want to say. And he said, I'll oh, turn up on Saturday. We've got a game. He turned up on Saturday. There, there's there's, there's the number nine jersey. You, you're yeah. starting. And he didn't know any of the players. He only had Tony Gauss. He only from his Fulham days. That's the only person he really knew. Um, and then he's like, off you go, lad. <laughs> Up front, off you go. I haven't trained with any of this lot yet. It doesn't matter. Off you go. He might have even signed him on the Friday and he played on the Saturday. But, um, yeah, and I... And I interviewed uh, Gonzo from, from my Hammer, uh, from Hammers chat, and yeah. Leroy was in his eleven, and because he? Uh, he? Yeah. he loved him, and yeah. it was just like he was just one of his favourite players ever. And I'm, I'm sure the story goes is that because I read Kerry Dixon's book, sure, Kerry Dixon had a choice of West Ham or Arsenal at the time. He yeah. ended up staying with Chelsea, falling out with Ken Bates, whatever, as did a lot of people, but. Yeah. He was tempted to get swayed towards West Ham because he he met John Lyle. Um, John Lyle would sold the club well to him later. In the end, he decided to stay at Chelsea, and I think that's why we we then sort of pushed towards Leroy Senior. Yeah, I think yeah, we'd yeah. lost Tony Cotty at the time. Cotty yes. had gone to Everton. Yes, they, you're right. There was there was he. I think Leroy said. I think there was talk of them buying Kerry Dixon, and it fell through. And he was seen as like the Kerry Dixon light. Yeah, and I think yeah. about a million or something. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't a lot they paid for him in no. retrospect. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 a funny one, isn't it? It's, yeah, but I love all those stories. That's one of the stories I loved, like because obviously the players pick it up as well. You know, he knew that they were trying to get Kerry Dixon. Yeah, and and then yeah. they took. So obviously, thought, well, clearly, you haven't got Kerry Dixon. So that's why you're coming to me. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah. David, it's been it's been lovely. I've enjoyed it, Rush. I've enjoyed really, it, really nice chatting to you. I've loved it. Brilliant, brilliant. It's lovely. Thank you. Oh, fantastic! Okay. And, and I love the fact that you know there's there's a really nice theme. And yeah, you're right. I reckon there's probably four, three or four new names to add to the list. So brilliant. that's all I'm good. Happy with that. Yeah, that's all good, man. No, that's what we love. <laughs> so thank you, David. Obviously, thanks everyone for watching as well. Um, you know, share, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep keep uh, keep watching the movie, the movies, the videos. I keep commenting, keep suggesting people you want us to get on the channel. We'll try our darndest to get them all on the channel. Um, yeah. And until next time, from myself and David, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Come on, you irons. You got to do it. That's it. Social distance. And uh, and we'll see you next time. Take. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.